Hey friends, it's Kelsey Kemp, here to inspire and guide you as you answer the call. Tune in each week to hear me illuminate the biblical truth of what a calling actually is and how to find yours so you could create a career worthy of hearing, well done, good and faithful servant. You won't just be hearing from me though. Some of the most incredible and purposeful people I know will be joining me to tell you their story of how God called them into careers that honor who they were made to be. So their work is now creating generations of ripple effects for the glory of God. Y'all ready? Okay, let's go. Well, hello, Answer the Call listeners. Today, I am doing a solo episode to share something so vitally important. It's the core message. I mean, as you could probably tell from this episode's title, I'm going to start breaking down the thing that brought me here, the topic of what exactly is a calling? Because I don't know about y'all, but for pretty much as long as I could remember, I heard the term loosely used, probably interchangeably with something like, well, do your passion or what what is like fulfilling work for you or whatever. It just, yeah, I would say mostly it was always crossing tracks with what you're passionate about and the way I heard people using this term calling. Um, also, I had heard it, I think, in both secular and faith-based circles, also interchangeably. This confused it even more for me. So it wasn't until, shoot, probably a year ago, but more diligently and thoroughly maybe four or five months ago that I really started studying this. I started getting curious because I thought, wait, how on earth do I find work and a whole career that I actually like? Because, you know, it, it starts out with my satisfying my own frustrations and relieving those and then getting what I want from my career. I'm not sure I was quite in the mind space yet to fully want to dedicate my career to the most meaningful thing, which is in service to the Lord. Uh, who has transformed my life through my faith in Jesus Christ. But, um, you know, I was really not liking my career whenever I was in um, a corporate consulting job. And I'll go more into my story if you don't know it already, if you're a pal. Wow, thanks for listening. (laughs) Um, But anyways, I'll go more into my story some other time. But I'm sure you could relate if you're and something that you don't really like, you're really just looking to ease those frustrations as soon as possible. So it wasn't until, yeah, like I said, a couple months ago that I finally felt like I was in this space where, all right, I had pursued my passions and my interests and things that I really believed in and causes and all that. Still, it fell short. And I saw that wow, actually, is a calling? Finding my calling the key here? What the heck is that? So that's a little bit into why I made this podcast, why I am staking my career on this, because I want to dedicate myself as much as I humanly can to spreading this message, because how on earth have I sat through church my whole life and been involved and in Christian organizations? And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be condemning, but honestly, how on earth have I still not understood what a calling is until I really dug deep 
So I've found some simple ways to start describing this, and that's what I'm going to go into today because if you know me, I am a researcher. I love to really dig into things, and it was a struggle, and I had to remind myself today that the goal is not to share a thesis on this one solo episode. So I'm, uh, if you could hear my cat meowing, I guess that's just going to be a feature in these podcasts. So anyways, back to it. Um, I am going to start today by sharing the simplest way to start describing to you what a calling is. Did you know (laughs) that you have both a primary calling and a secondary calling? I didn't, but let me describe this. A primary calling is by the, (laughs) well, come on. Don't go on any tangents, Kelsey. Just describe it. You could do this. So primary calling is the calling that every single one of us has uh, to follow Jesus. Jesus says many times in the Gospels, follow me and know the Father and come into an intimate relationship with God, um, God incarnate, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and follow the way, the truth, and the life, and love without limit, and introduce others to know Him, share the good news, and also disciple others. Does this sound familiar? If it sounds anything like Matthew 28, 19, 19 through 20, where you hear the Great Commission, then bonus points for you. The Great Commission reads, Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. This is Jesus speaking. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So go make disciples, go share the good news and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So this is our first call that God, Jesus gave to everyone on earth. Follow me. This is the call to faith in a saving relationship with Jesus. And it's, as you could tell, it is universal. It is communal. It's corporate, however you want to say it. And so everyone has this. And also in this type of calling, this first call that we must all acknowledge and come into accordance with, all of the instructions you could ever need to follow this calling are clearly marked out in the Bible. Like, no guesswork here, guys. It's all in the good book. However, I always like to say monkey brains work best in contrast, so things are going to get a lot clearer for you whenever I start talking now about your secondary calling or your callings. I'll explain that. So this secondary calling is really what I've been referring to this whole time. If you follow me on Instagram or you hear me talking about your calling you probably hear it strongly or directly implied that I'm talking about your career, but that's one part of it. So let me explain. Your secondary calling is all that you do in response to the transformation that has taken a part or taken part in your heart 
due to your saving relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit coming into you, the gift, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. Once you have answered this primary call, your whole life changes, or God, at least if that doesn't feel natural, um, that is what the Bible depicts, that you were to do all things unto the Lord. Guess what? That, in a huge part, means your career and the other really big aspects of your life, like your relationships and whatnot. So, whenever I say calling, I'm really talking about this secondary calling. And so is everyone else, by the way. Um, your calling in life. They're talking about your career. But I'm laying out your primary versus your secondary call because, guys, your secondary call has must always be subordinate and as a result of answering and following the first. You cannot honestly have a calling. If you want to say follow your passion and call it a calling, fine, but honestly, that's incorrect. Your calling can only come from a caller, which is God. That could only come from God. So, Calling is a term that has been secularized, but through this podcast, I hope to show you and give you a clear picture that this is your divine calling from the Lord, like the creator of the universe. So it is not the same as your passion. It's not as small as your passion. It is so much more than that. So anyways, I'm just trying to give a distinction here that your secondary calling is as a result of your first. So let me go more into detail of what your secondary calling is like versus the first. So where the primary calling is universal and the same for everyone, it's communal. Um, like Jesus has the same words for all of us um, on how to obey it and find it and whatever. Um, the secondary calling is completely individual and personal. No two callings are alike, just like God made no two humans alike. It's also plural, so potentially plural. It's kind of depending how you see it. So, um, for example, I, well, you could have many callings in your life. Your secondary calling is literally everything that you do in response to the first. I'm focusing through my work and through this podcast and anything I could do to help and educate people. It's really targeted towards helping people have a a career that is in accordance with their calling. But that is the calling for your career. You could also have a calling to um have a relationship with a certain person or a calling to a a place like I felt called to move to Austin just like I felt called to start this podcast just like I felt called to the career coaching profession so as you could see they're plural because the lord is always helping us bring all parts of our lives according to his will under his will so that is what I mean. It is the, um, you have a singular primary calling and then you have multiple ongoing, ever-changing throughout your life secondary callings. 
because it is all facets of your life brought under Jesus's lordship. You've heard me say the secondary calling or callings that you have in your life, they are completely individual and personal, and they're also plural. The third distinction in your secondary calling is that it is received through personal instructions from the Holy Spirit who is at work in and living in you. Versus, remember in your primary calling, I said it is clear instructions, objective instructions from the Bible that you could read and everyone is called to live in accordance with. Your secondary calling is some a real special set of instructions that the Holy Spirit delivers to you. But put a bookmark in that because I'm going to go a little bit more into detail in a minute. But it's not just personal instructions received from the Holy Spirit. Your secondary calling or callings are aided and also based in our understanding of who God made us to be. Because as you know, we're, we're not just floating around, you know, receiving instructions for everything and not having to use our own minds. The Lord created us with created us with an executive function in our brains to do some critical thinking and discovery of who he made us to be. He created a blueprint within us to discover based on who he made me to be. What does he want me to do with that? And I'm created in his image. What does that say about his character? What does he want me to be an ambassador for? So I'll get into it more in a minute, but you're not supposed to just lay back and wait for the writing on the wall or something along those lines from the Holy Spirit. It's both and. So now that I've given a bit of detail, maybe a lot of detail on a primary versus secondary calling, I'm also going to talk about myths that can hinder your discovery of your calling. And I bet y'all are going to feel me on this because I certainly, I felt it whenever I looked this up and found this to be true. So there's this crazy myth out there, maybe not so crazy, but prevalent, I should say, that people have a uh, there's some like normal people and then there's special people and with those special stories and the special ones that's really what a calling is so for example like you can be that person that you know is in the church highlight reel video talking about your testimony and it's like you were in that corporate job and all of a sudden you are called to the middle of, I don't know, the African bush to go share the gospel and you just become a different person and it's so crazy. Y'all, do not get thrown off or distracted. That is a calling and do not compare and think, I am not called because my calling does not look as crazy as that, as far as I could tell. Do not get distracted. This whole idea of like there's normal stories and there's uh, like the people that just have to be the worker bees and I don't have the luxury of a calling. I'm just slaving away here and then I'm going to cash my checks and like give them to the missionaries and those people in the, uh, the sacred professions are the only ones that are really called. Totally a myth. Every single person who has answered the first call to faith has a secondary calling to submit all aspects of your life unto the Lord, especially your career. 
you guys, your career, I know that y'all don't even need me to say this, but it's a huge aspect of your life. And you sure as heck can bet that God created work and commissioned us to a life of work for a reason. And I will talk more about that in future episodes. So God cares that you each, he cared enough to give each of us a calling in our career. So pay attention to that. Just because yours might not look as glamorous as the crazy person who has moved across continents, that does not mean you are not called. There is a calling waiting for you to answer right now. All right, now that I've explained and hopefully busted that myth for you, that normal special calling, whatever, you're all called, guys, is my point. I now want to go back to that bookmarked place that I mentioned a little bit back and talk about this myth that a calling only comes from miraculous direct guidance from the Spirit. Like you are holding on, waiting for the writing on the wall because it has to come from angels harking your future in the sky with explicit directions. Sorry, I'm being obnoxious. I don't want to stray away from this point in this trap that honestly is so easy to fall into. This is very real, so easy to fall into. But a calling is not the same as direct guidance. Remember earlier whenever I said that your secondary calling, which from here on out, I'm just going to say calling because that's really what I'm referring to, um, versus like the call to faith in the beginning. Um, so your secondary calling or your calling whatever is both from the Holy Spirit and also from your diligent work. Y'all know that verse? <laughs> you seek ask and knock and the door will be open to you. We are called to take action and think critically and discover who God made us to be, what he equipped us to do, and what he put on our heart for the glory of his kingdom. So you cannot wait around for the writing on the wall. You can't wait around for that moment where you feel like unequivocally, I just heard from God and it was direct instructions and I know exactly what to do now. Guys, it is messy. It, it, It can be confusing, but you have to keep on plowing. Read the parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 25. You get a very clear picture in that parable that a master, a wealthy master had three servants and he entrusted um, varying amount of talents, meaning bags of gold, to each of these three servants according to their ability. I think the lowest one got one bag and then there was the second one got two bags and the third got five bags. And each of them were not given any instructions. It was just like, Here's my wealth, steward it well while I'm gone. Whenever the master came back, read the chapter before and understand the context or the context that this parable lies in. It is eternal consequences, actually. Um, The master sure as heck expected multiplication and dividends, a return on and a growth of the money that he entrusted to him to each of those servants while they while he was away. 
So that means that they had to be entrepreneurial and self-starters to do good with what was entrusted to them without any instructions. So my point is this, you have to have an entrepreneurial and go-getting attitude about discovering and following your calling. God is expecting that. You can't just wait around. Part of the formula here is seek. Ask God. Pester God. Hopefully you've listened to the episode, the interview with Bethany Joseph. She said her advice was so good. Badger the Lord in prayer. But also, not just that, go out. Seek to understand things about yourself. Take action because we all know if you've been in the workforce for any amount of time, you know that it reveals things about you like no amount of sitting and thinking in a quiet room does. So you must not just seek and be asking the Lord and praying, but you have to actively knock on doors. You have to go out there and be entrepreneurial and not wait around for the direct guidance of the Holy Spirit. All the while, be asking for it, but never wait for it. That is something that the Bible strongly warns against. So do not follow fall into that trap. So Okay, I think that I've gotten quite hot and heavy on this sermon that I am delivering, but I I know and I hope that it has been helpful and encouraging to you. I would like to end with a bit of encouragement from the Bible of what it looks like, what it really does look like to be following your calling. So the first picture that we see in the Bible of someone receiving a calling is good old father Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. This is whenever he receives the covenant from the Lord, what we call the Abrahamic covenant. And I'm going to paraphrase here, but it is to leave the land of your fathers, the place that he knew, his home, and go to a new place that I have I have made for you. And you sure as heck bet that that was uncomfortable. Can you imagine leaving all that you knew, leaving your tent, your home, your, um, yeah, your place? He was called to leave that and go to a new place that God had set for him. And that was uncomfortable change that he was asked to make. Guys, the model I see in Abraham's call, Moses's call, Jonah's call, all of them, the apostle Paul's call, anything, it is uncomfortable but it is more rewarding than you could ever imagine once you take the leap to follow God. Each of these men of God were either rewarded materially, uh, such as uh, with Abraham, he's a very rich man. Also, Joseph, he wasn't called into a specific circumstance. You know, he was taken into slavery into Egypt, but he was called to be an ambassador for God in a new land. And he followed God's commandments there. And he was an upright man of God. And he was rewarded materially. Others were rewarded eternally. Like, wow, the Apostle Paul he planted so many seeds, so many crowns that he will eventually cast before the Lord in heaven. These are all like, guys, whenever you follow your calling, you are always reaping eternal fruit. You are always doing that. Um, But other benefits that we see, other rewards that we see in the Bible are sometimes material wealth. Honestly, that's not something to forget. Um, And then there's, of course, generational reward, massive generational reward for Abraham, 
all the nations were blessed from him because the Lord, whenever he called Abraham, he gave him a charge and then a promise. The charge, the command, the call, that was terrifying. Uh, Many of the different uh, examples that we see, Jonah, now that was terrifying to go to Nineveh, the most wicked land in all of the world at that time. Um, But such incredible eternal fruits. I I commission you, I call you to um, go ahead and read out all of these uh, examples if you have not already, or go read them again. They're so good. Anyways, but um, I just wanted to give this picture that following your calling is most likely always going to be uncomfortable change in the beginning, but there is such incredible reward in the end. And we're not just doing it for the reward. We're doing it for the Lord because once he transforms your heart, it is all you can want to do. Honestly, nah, that's not true because totally still a wicked person. We're all sinners here. But um, it, your desires change. And all of a sudden you want beyond wanting selfish meaning out of your career. You want eternal meaning in your career. You want it to matter to people, to generations, but mostly to God. And so when you follow your call, the Lord is wanting to bless you with rewards for answering his commission for you, the assignment that he designed for you from the beginning of the age. So I mean, he says that you being evil, knowing how to give good gifts, how much greater does your father in heaven know how to give you good gifts? I hope I'm doing justice to that. I know I'm paraphrasing a bit, but anyways, I could get all fired up forever, but I'm going to close it out there. Much more to come, you guys. I really just wanted to start distinguishing and defining what a calling actually is by explaining your primary call versus your secondary call. I'm most excited to give you that distinction to say that a calling is something that is sacred and only comes from the Lord for the Lord. Keep that in mind. But I also wanted to define or talk about a couple myths that keep people confused or not knowing what a calling is or keep them from discovering what theirs is. And then I wanted to talk about the promise, the reward that our good father wants to give us for doing work according to his will, doing our life according to his will. So I hope that this fires you up to start seeking, asking, and knocking. Start badgering the Lord in prayer. Start taking action. Start really doing inner work to understand who God made you to be and what he put on your heart to do so we could go out there and do it all unto the Lord. Because, oh man, I could continue this sermon forever. I want to talk more about how passionate I am about fulfilling uh, that part of the Lord's prayer that says, Lord, would you make it on earth as it is in heaven? Through our work, we are beckoned to be the very the very workers that accomplish that. Letting God work through us. But yeah, I could go in a million directions and I could go on for a million years about this. There is no amount of chatter that would be enough about God and praise of him or about what a calling is because it is just so miraculous and wonderful that we are given such purpose here on earth so stay purposeful my friends until next week